to the people tempted to say, oh, the resiliency of this team. Oh, look, you know, they, they never give up. They never fight. Ah, you know, tough break. Oh, you know, they hadn't been calling that all game. Stop it. Stop it. The Seattle Kraken shouldn't have been in a position to be down three goals to nothing. And you take a penalty in three-on-three in overtime. Based on how you played the whole game, you can't expect to win. I'm not taking any moral victories from this. I said it straight out on Thursday's show. Anything less than winning these last two games on the road is a failure. It's a failure, fam. Period. We're not taking moral victories. We're beyond that. Some of these guys need to be playing either to keep a roster spot on this team or to find somewhere to play elsewhere as the trade deadline comes up and as free agency comes up at the end of the season. No, we're not doing it. We're better than that. And it's time to start showing it on the ice. But if you want how I really feel and to break down the overtime loss to the Ottawa Senators on the road, listen to Locked on Kraken as we close out the week with the Friday show. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. I don't even I don't even know what else to say. I started the show with my recap from last night. The Seattle Kraken fall in overtime to Ottawa, four to three. It was Mark Giordano that takes a penalty in the three-on-three in the overtime that uh, ultimately led to Josh Norris's goal uh, at the 234 mark of overtime. Josh Norris also scored the opening goal. That was after the Seattle Kraken had one of their goals recalled. Like, I mean, seconds after. It's getting really frustrating, folks. Um I know that the broadcast perhaps feels that they have to keep us yeah, positive, rah-rah. Sometimes you got to call it like you see it. I think the studio guys did a better job of that. Um, but this was not great. So, again, 4-3 loss. To the Seattle Kraken gave up one to Josh Norris in the first. Then you had Brady Kachuk and Parker Kelly scored in the second. Then you had three response goals in the third by the Seattle Kraken. Jared McCann gets his 22nd goal of the season. Ryan Donato gets his 12th of the season. Mason Appleton gets his 6th of the season. And then again, that lapse, that breakdown. Some people said it was a soft um, call. It's really tough to be put in a position where you can even make that call. So I don't know. Again, we know that Gio is on his way out. I don't know if that's weighing on the guy. I can't imagine that it's not. We're about 10 days, right, from the trade deadline. But it was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. That being said, Drieger, I've wanted you to get more time, but this was not Drieger's game. There were a few instances where Drieger has got to know 
that uh that he didn't he wasn't strong enough in that and you've heard uh you've heard Ron Francis talk about it um actually Dave Haxtell I believe it was before yesterday's game and a little bit after talked about it that being said uh, I think you'll hear Ken or McCann talk about you know, leaving your goalie out to dry turnovers at the offensive blue zone uh or excuse me at the offensive blue line uh, it can't happen it can't happen all right let's Let's go over to what the first let me take you to what Dave Haxtell said before the game because I think it actually you, you, you might not even know did he say it before did he say it after here's what he said technically pre-game um, going into the Ottawa game and then he really didn't have much to say after but what is there to say it's the same it's rinse repeat wash rinse repeat so here's Dave Haxtell well, I mean that's a game we had. You know, we had in hand. We uh, we had a one-goal lead going into the second half of the third period. We, we you know, we gave a puck away at the at the offensive blue line, um, with with some real good players on the ice against, and that comes back uh, and, and turns into a goal against. So, uh, it's you know, it's instances like that, and there doesn't have to be very many of them, uh, especially at this time of year. You have to play absolutely a complete game. Uh, you can't give away free opportunities, and that's what I meant by that comment. Offense he's providing is is important. He and you know with uh, some Schwartzy on his line. That line has been good. Uh, they've created, you know, they've created offensively. But more importantly, they have to be good defensively. They're gonna, whether we're on the road uh, or at home, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna draw, uh, you know, pretty challenging assignments. Uh, so, you know, that group, uh, which starts with Alex as a centerman, has to be good in a 200-foot sense. There can't be any false steps. Uh, there can't be any cheating to the offensive side. It's got to be, you know, they got to have a real lunch pail workman-like attitude. Um, and, and for the most part, they've had that. Um, anytime that, you know, anytime that uh, there's, there's holes there, uh, they're pretty good at reminding themselves to get back to it. You know what, honestly, we've given up, uh, you, you know, we've given up uh, goals in the PK in the last two games in every, every different way. Um, you know, off the face-off, those you know, those those have to get uh, tightened up. Um, you know, the the plays that you referenced, you know, especially at the end of a kill, a lot of time, you know, it has to do with a fail clear, um, and that's you know, that's something that uh, that we have to have more attention to. Um, honestly, a couple of them we just have to have saves. They're they're outside shots. So, um, you know, all all of those areas, those are the things that. Um, you know that uh, that make a complete kill and we haven't been that the last couple games as i mentioned jared mccann got the first goal for the seattle kraken obviously he's the only seattle kraken member that is safe and secure as we get to the trade deadline uh here's what he had to say after the loss jared, where was the effort level do you think in those first two periods i mean you talked about some mistakes that were made obviously but, but was did the effort level change in the third period at all uh, I think we got a little bit desperate, to be honest with you. Um, I think that um, when you're playing desperate, you make simple plays, and um, like I said before, that's the way we need to play hockey in order to win. For Ryan Donato, we haven't seen him a whole lot. For him to take, to be away from the games for that long and then to step back in with a goal like that, what does that do for him and for the team? You know, he was ready. You know, he was prepared. He was you know, right from puck drop. So it was good, really good to see him get one there. And, you know, he deserved it. He works his bag off. And, um, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're happy to get that for him to get one there.
And also Ryan Donato. We haven't seen him in the lineup for a little bit here. I don't understand that. Uh, he's talking uh, briefly about when he gets opportunities, taking those opportunities. And that's exactly why I like Ryan Donato. That's exactly why I don't understand why we're not seeing more Ryan Donato. But let's hear from him. No, I mean, I think, um, I mean, we the first two periods are unexcusable. I think we knew that. Um, the momentum was dead. We needed something. Uh, Jared got a big goal. And uh, once we got that feeling of uh, we're back in this, uh, I think a lot of guys felt a lot better about the situation and uh, thought we put in a hell of an effort in the third period. And unfortunately, it ended the way it did, but um, it's a testament to our character. I think we got to learn from our from our past uh, lessons that you can't get too high or too low on those uh, on those decisions. You can't control those, and you got to be big uh, the next shifts. You talked about getting your number called. You have not been in the line of the last couple of games. For you, how did you stay ready, and how gratifying was that goal? Yeah, no, like I said, I just I pray for my right opportunity, right? Um, uh, it, sometimes there's things out of your control, and you can't worry about those things. Um, for me, I always rely on my faith, but uh, I just uh, I know that when I get my number called, I want to give max effort and, and give what I have, and I think uh, everybody will do the same. And... Um... Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, we're going to hear from Dave Haxel after this game. Again, not really much to say. We're also going to talk about Callie Yarncroke and the trade deadline. And then we'll close getting you ready for Montreal, which is another must win for the Seattle Kraken. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're not going to win, get at least a point. But they got to get points. And more more uh, than that, they got to get wins. So we'll talk about that coming up on Locked on Kraken. It's that time of year that a lot of people have pretty much given up on their New Year's resolutions. But not if you stick with Built Bar. And have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on Built Bar's best tasting bars. Still 100% covered in chocolate. The puffs have a protein-packed marshmallowy goodness that's also in the center and it's amazing you've got coconut marshmallow cinnamon churro flavor banana cream pie they're amazing and you're still getting built bar most built bars at around 130 calories per bar four grams of sugar four net carbs and 17 grams of protein compare that to a candy bar that's around 240 calories 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs. So head over to built.com, get your mint brownie, your coconut, your coconut almond cherry barcia double chocolates, my favorite, and the new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. Happy snacking. All right. Thank you, Seattle Kraken fans, for making Lockdown Kraken your first listen of the day or of the night. <laughs> I'm traveling once again to call Premier Hockey Federation games, so giving you this wrap-up uh, from the road. But anyway, uh, thank you for listening to the show. And as always, if you want to learn more about what's going on throughout the National Hockey League, check on Locked On Now, available wherever you get your podcasts and, of course, on YouTube, absolutely free. All right, Dave Haxel spent about three minutes talking to media after the game, but I do want you to hear a few clips. Again, we've heard it all before. Not much else to say, but uh, here's here's what Dave said. He was not asked about Ryan Donato, and he did not talk very much about Ryan Donato. I think that's a question worth asking. Anyway, here's Dave Haxel. 
understand, in your mind, what happened between the, the first two periods and, and the third period to change the team's fortune? I mean, it looked like they picked it up. Yeah, our start, our start, the first ten minutes was really uh, was really good. Uh, the momentum swung on the you know, on the first goal against, uh, you know, and we, uh, you know, we had second period. We had a good power play. We had a couple good penalty kills, uh, but five on five, we didn't generate a whole lot and get a whole lot going. Um, you know, we got the spark when we when we got the first goal in the in the third period, and um, you know, pushed for the tie. Can you take any way, anything away from this four-game losing streak? I mean. Couple of close games with two really good teams in Toronto and Carolina, and then you almost get a win tonight. Uh, they're they're uh, they're all different games, um, so it, you know I, I wouldn't throw a blanket over it. No, uh, you know we were in position, you know both in Carolina and Toronto. Uh, we put ourselves in really good spots there tonight. It was was a you know it was a different game. We you know we uh, we lost our. Uh, any type of momentum in the middle part of this game, um, and then we're able to get it back and push, you know, for uh, you know for the three goals in the third period. So those three are all very, very different games. All right, and so trade deadline. We've mentioned it before. I've talked with Ann Kimmel about Callie Yarncroke, and Ryan S. Clark has another fantastic article over at the Athletic. You should check it out. Breaking down what could make dealing Yarncroc advantageous for the Seattle Kraken, but then what also makes it difficult for the Seattle Kraken because he's a great balanced two-way player. He is stability, which is something that the Seattle Kraken desperately need. And so, yeah, you want to rack up uh, on the the trade deadline. Uh, you know, Ryan reporting that the Kraken really are going to build through the lottery I think that means a little more heartache, and I think they can be a little bit better than that. But you've also, even in this story, given the teams and how they've managed their salary cap per cap friendly, it's still going to be a rough road for the Seattle Kraken. So in that way, if you stack up on lottery uh, uh, and draft picks and prospects and you get some money in the bank, that might put the Seattle Kraken in a better position in a few years from now, as opposed to in their first two seasons, which it's looking like is going to be a pretty hard road. So um, some of the things that stand out to me from Ryan's article, and again, check it out over at the athletic and you can check out the show notes below, but um, yarn croak um, can play wing. He can also play uh, up the middle. That versatility is exactly what got Jared McCann, in part at least, his contract. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, Kelly Yarncroke also um, is really at pace to be at or better than what he produced last season. And Ann Kimmel and I had talked about that, I guess, a week or so ago. So... For a team that's struggling to score, Kelly Yarncroke is starting to, at the end of this uh, season, get on pace, just under a point-per-game type of player. And that might be something with that stability that he can provide also defensively that the Seattle Kraken might want to focus on. And so another thing, and I think this is important and worth noting, uh, that Ryan S. Clark writes about is that the Kraken currently have eight draft picks with uh, an additional fourth rounder 
that they received from the Calgary Flames. So they're definitely packing in. Um, and so moving on from Giordano would push that number to nine picks if the pick acquired was for, was for the 2022 NHL draft. So again, it's not a if, it's, it's a where with Mark Giordano. I think it's tough. I don't know if anyone's stock on the Seattle Kraken is necessarily going up, but we got to see and we'll play the games and see what happens. Um, so, and then, anyway, Ryan S. Clark goes on to say, so it is possible that a middle six forward like Yarncroft could lead the Kraken to receiving a second or third round pick should they be willing to part with him. Second, third round pick, that's manageable. Again, building up for the future, building up to maybe get what they really want in the offseason or maybe in a few seasons to come. But what happens if Yarn Croc stays, Ryan asks. Keeping him would mean Francis and his staff would have a handful of months to secure a new contract before free agency starts and they face competition from other teams. Um, right now, again, McCann's five-year deal is a $5 million annual hit, so five years, $5 million a year. And the Seattle Kraken are projected to have about $22.783 million in cap space going into free agency. But as we talked about yesterday, they still have restricted free agents or RFAs, Ryan Donato and Morgan Geeky, as examples to figure out. And then, of course, they're unrestricted free agents where you have Blackwell, Shan, Yarn Croak, Johansson that we all talked about, that we talked about yesterday. So definitely some deals to make. I see both sides of the Kelly Yarn Croak debate. Personally, I think if the Seattle Kraken are still trying to maintain the character that they build, Yarn Croak is someone that you keep. I've talked about Riley Shan. Um, that might be someone that I'm willing to part ways with. Uh, because defensively, for my money, not getting it done. But we'll see what happens. Coming up next, Seattle Kraken fans, we're going to get ready for Montreal. In case you missed it, Jen Mueller giving us a weather update on social media. I thought that was a lot of fun. But we'll get into what we need to know before the teams hit the ice and before the Seattle Kraken. Let's manifest this, get the road win to close out this road trip before returning home. It's that time of year again where college basketball tournament is finally upon us. It's March. Things get crazy. You know what I'm talking about. From the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for your sports scores, your podcasts, and even all of the news that you need for the season. And of course, it's not just basketball. Hello, we're a hockey podcast. But they also have everything else you need. Live betting, favorite casino games. It goes on and on and on. So head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, folks. The Seattle Kraken have another chance. I was disappointed, as you heard at the beginning of the show, or if you saw it on social media. I'm not happy. But I told you yesterday, if they didn't get a win, it's going to get into somebody's rear. And they need that. I need someone to go into the locker room and, you know, kick a trash can, you know, not in the direction of anyone, but get fired up. This team is better than that. You got to play for pride sometimes. Yeah, hold fast, stay true, but also hold fast to the things that get you wins. Stay true to the game. Don't cheat the game. You hear the greats. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, 
always talk about never cheating the game. The Seattle Kraken at times are trying to cut corners and it's biting in them in the butt because other teams have more time together. Anyway, I could go on for days. This is what the matchup is looking like. Montreal in their last 10. Woof. 7-3 and 0. We're 1-7 and 2. They're 15-35 and 7 on the season. We're 17-37 and 6 on the season. We got it done against them. 5 to 1 win last time and this was a statement win this was around the time the seattle kraken were tired absolutely tired of losing you heard jared mccann talk about in the third they played desperate they're desperate to win a game i don't know if that was necessarily the the word choice i would have picked but they're so tired of losing so five to one is what we saw last time but they're going up against a Montreal team that's on a streak right now. We're not on a streak. We're on a skid. Power play. Woo! 31st in the league. Montreal has the worst power play in the league. We're only a little bit better. Penalty kill. I mean, 28th, 29th, what's the real difference? Goals for, almost even. Goals against actually favors us. This is a game the Seattle Kraken have to go get from puck drop. The mic is right by my hand, so I apologize if that got a little loud. They have to go get this game right away from the puck drop. I've joked about it before, but maybe they need to have a seriously intense morning skate, replicate that adrenaline rush so that they play the first period how they played the third period. We've talked about this before. We're re recycling old storylines. I was joking around offline with a colleague that it, it's almost gotten to the point where I could record the Locked on Kraken podcast at any point in time. Just read a script and just, you know, edit the, the, the score, edit the opponent, edit the whatever, because it's the same. It's the same old song all the time. The last time the Seattle Kraken, in a real way, for my money, um, one of the last times that the Seattle Kraken took the game against his Montreal team. Is that going to happen again? I'd love to see it. They did it at home before. Now they'd have to do it on the road. I don't know that there's a choice here, right? I said it yesterday. Didn't qu quite come to fruition. I need them to uh, get fired up. They got to get fired up. They got to show me that they're not just this nice, polite teenager, but that there's some fire in their pit, in the pit of their stomach. I keep telling you, Ryan Donato's got it. Yanni Gord has it from time to time. I see Schwartzy and uh, Eberly every once in a while, even from the podium. I can't imagine they're saying anything on the podium to us as media that they're not saying in the locker room. I need more fire. I need more fire on the ice. Ah! If you've seen clips of me calling a hockey game, you see I get fired up. So maybe it's, maybe I have a type. Maybe I have a type. The Seattle Kraken are not playing to my type right now. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. That being said, am I frustrated? Yes, absolutely. I'm so I'm so frustrated. That being said, this is a good group of guys. The franchise is doing they're doing things right. 
But that's what makes it more frustrating for me. There's so many things that you're doing right. And then it's the little things that break down. Oh, exits, entries, turnovers, hustle, back checking. Gotta, oh, if you, if you make a turnover, if you turn the puck over as you enter your offensive zone and you don't haul buns, that's a problem. That's a pull you out of the game type problem for me. For me, no. I'll take my chances with someone who maybe on paper or maybe even in my mind is a less skilled player if it means that they're going to hustle. Got no time to waste. What, what what have they got to lose at this point? I don't understand scratch, Hayden Flurry, scratch, Ryan Donato, scratch. I don't understand. What have you got to lose at this point? Whatever you're doing is not working. Oh. Anyway, I'm on the road just like the Seattle Kraken, um, but I should be able to give you a post game. I've only got one game that I'm calling tomorrow, so I won't be up in the wee hours of the night. We'll do a recap. Hopefully, I'll be fired up, but in a good way. Uh, I did like, though, that I called the comeback. Didn't quite get the win, right? But I called the comeback. I'm just saying, the last time I was calling a game, it was a three, the, the home team came back from a three-nothing deficit to win five to three. I was on the call. Maybe you should try it. Seattle Kraken. I don't know. I'm just saying. Manifesting. I'm manifesting that just as much as the next Seattle Kraken win. But it's the weekend, so we're gonna do everything on social media. I'll catch you folks on Monday. Until then, hold fast, stay true. Let's go Kraken. Be good to yourselves and each other. 